regardless, self-investing, I think, is so important because if you can understand how your psychology is, your conscious, your, your subconscious, the way you process things, your capacity to understand mm-hmm. your trauma, somebody else's, whatever, you will be, you will navigate through life more peacefully. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. things will always come. And then you also don't bring your trauma into other people. Right. I mean, yeah. that's the thing that I've realized recently in friendships and relationships is mm. that um, there's a thing called trauma bonding. I right. don't know if you've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes people who have similar childhood trauma or trauma in general will connect on that trauma. Mm. But it might not necessarily be a healthy relationship. Yeah. Right? So imagine you both come from a home of physical abuse and mm-hmm. you, you bond on that aspect of yeah. physical abuse. Yeah. Even subconsciously, you might not actually, I might not actually tell you oh, I've been abused, yeah. but we'll connect on that subconsciously, right? Mm-hmm. But then we both have toxic traits from that abuse right. where we might be toxic to other people, mm. right? And then what we're doing is we're bouncing off of each other and that toxic energy is building. Yeah. And trauma bonding is so dangerous, but because a lot of us have not healed from our trauma, we will never know that that's a problem. And you'll we'll never fix those relationships, do you know what I mean? Do you know what is as well? A lot of people don't even know about that. Yeah. So like even me growing up, I saw a lot of my people get together into relationships and bond over their pain. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously you studied um psychology and you understand it more on a professional level. So mm-hmm. you even even the terminology of trauma, what was it? Trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. See, yeah. like, I've never heard of that, but I've, I know that people have um, bonded over pain. Yeah. And I've seen those relationships and I've seen how when love now is involved in that, mm-hmm. it's a very difficult attachment to now yeah. leave. Because you've bonded over pain and you've bonded over trauma. Yeah. And when you attach And that's a yourself, dangerous place to be. It's, it's, so dangerous. It's self... Um, what's the word? Self-destructive. self-destructive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so self-destructive and you will never realise it because you're both in the same mindset. Yeah. Do you know how mad that is? It's crazy. I was literally having a phone call with my friend yesterday talking about it. Mm-hmm. He'd never actually heard about trauma bonding. When I said it, he was like... He he, he went quiet because right. it's almost like, yo... I've been sure. doing this. <laughs> I realised something about some of my friendships. Yeah. But people... I think what people are afraid of is if you question friendships, people are afraid of being alone. Yeah. This is something in my healing that I've learned that's fine to be alone yeah being alone does not equate to being lonely right you only feel lonely if you're not healed come on I'm that's a, what it is that's gonna be tired this yeah. episode <laughs> was it being alone <laughs> I can't watch it back being, al- being alone no, does not equate, equate to being, to being lonely. lonely that's it doesn't you see that that's poetic yeah because I posted I think I posted a video right of me talking about my fear of losing other people right then led to me feeling like I lost myself somewhere along the way. Right. Because I was so focused on that fear, that attachment to them, because that I didn't understand that I had lost my sense of self. Mm. Because you place yourself in others. Yeah. When you when you have a mentality of, it's kind of like the hero mentality. Like mm-hmm. when you realize you can't save everybody, you just need to save yourself. Yeah. And then you know you can deal with everybody's issues. But a lot of people place themselves in other people. Like their happiness will be dependent on other people. Yeah. And then when that person leaves or when something happens, it's almost as if they don't know how to be happy without them. Yeah. You know because they place that. They put them on a pedestal as well. Why is this pedestal business as well? Honestly, Why do people though, do this? But people don't even realize they're doing it because when you when you love someone and you aren't healed mm. and you're in a state of like just like kind of not really aware of your trauma right you 
your attachments and your love is almost like an infatuation with these people in your life, yeah. right? Because, it's like a drug. Yeah, you feel it's um, codependency. Yeah. So for me, for a long time, I know you've probably seen it in myself, mm. even last year, I was right. very codependent. Right. So I had like friends that it was like, I was consistently crying all the time. Mm-mm. And usually it was about the same thing. Right. And it was like, my friends would be there for me and I felt like I needed to be around people. Right. But something inside me was like, no matter how much my friends are consoling me, I don't feel good. I right. don't feel better. Yeah. Like I feel like they placated me for a little while, but it's a temporary satisfaction. Yeah. You know? It's like the concept of a baby, okay, a baby, right? When babies cry, like you you put them to sleep, they're crying. Yeah. In psychology, they actually say you're not supposed to just consistently come and um, like try to calm the baby and stop mm. the baby from you crying. Let them cry for a little bit. Self-soothing. Right. Because they need to be taught self-soothing, mm. which is, as adults, we need to be taught how to self-soothe. Yeah. Right? I didn't understand this concept as well until I was had forced to spend time alone. Mm. Now I know how to self-soothe. Right. If I'm feeling anxious, I'm like, okay, Lena, what are my options for self-soothing? Facts. Can I paint? Can I do some breathing? Can I do Can some I meditation? <laughs> yeah, like co- have yeah. a conversation with God. Facts. Journaling, Jake. that has been key to my healing. Yeah. Yeah, journaling is when you get your thoughts down on paper, mm. if you're feeling angry or sad or whatever emotion you're feeling, mm. you need to honor those feelings. You don't mm-hmm. need to avoid them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By honoring those feelings, it doesn't mean you have to go, oh, hey, Miriam, let me talk to you about this. You could do that. You yeah. I could call you and tell you all that stuff. But most of the time, that's not... There's gonna fully really get, get it out. Yeah, yeah, you don't really get anything from because that. you're um, filtering yourself for people. Right. Whereas if you're writing in a book to yourself, you're not filtering anything. Yeah, you're just being raw, mm. true to yourself. Mm. Go on the paper, mm. come back read it the next day, and you're yeah. like, I don't feel that way anymore. And, and you know, it's interesting that there is so many ways mm-hmm. for us to do this because, like, me and you deal with trauma differently. Like we yeah. heal differently. And um, I've spoken to you about this actually before. I've like me personally. I've always just left it with God and I know it's never that simple. Like I've tried journaling, Pfft, I don't know what happened to that. Yeah. I don't even know what the journal is, I'll be very honest with you. I do paint, um, because I think painting is just therapeutic. But everyone's different, like everyone's healing is gonna be different. So yeah. we, you might find that healing, but I might find writing healing or exactly. you might find um, like art, music. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Anything else healing, the best thing about healing is you get to navigate this, what makes you feel and better. And you know what? You don't notice that until you realise that your healing is a reflection of yourself. You yeah. know? Like it's you having a conversation with yourself. And because I understand that without without God, there is no me. Without me, there is no God type yeah. thing. Like that whole alignment. Like when I pray, if I need to cry in that prayer, I'll yeah. cry. But the moment my head is off the mat, like I'm done. Like I leave all of my pain and my weight there because I understand that mm-hmm. ultimately, like everything's written, everything yeah. happens for a reason. Like I might have, God might have put that that situation into my life for me to learn from, for me to understand. There was a lesson in it, or it was a test. You get yeah. it. So because I have that understanding, I deal with my pain very privately. Yeah. But that's there's it's a, there's a there's a fine line between dealing with trauma and pain by yourself and leaving it with God and burying it. Yeah, that's where I you mean? have to be careful. You have to make sure that you're actually dealing with it yes. to an extent. Yeah. So if you said you're leaving it with God, that means you still need to have that conversation with God, whether facts. it's in your head or you say it out loud yeah, of course. during prayer, do you know what I mean? Right, facts. But you need to have it out. Yeah. I think that's what people are like confusing. They think that 
healing is just like this one way that you, everyone has to do. It's not. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, even true. with ther- like the therapist that you choose, if you do choose to do therapy, mm. for me, I realized the choice of therapist is so important. Yes. Because it's who you connect with. Mm-hmm. For me, I had to choose my therapist to be a Muslim therapist and a female specifically, right? right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what I felt like I needed. I yeah. was listening to myself. And so I think that's... It's, it's so important to just be able to navigate that on your own. Do you know what? You said something key and you said, I was listening to myself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when they're trying to deal with pain and they're trying to heal, the first thing they do is they go to others. Mm-hmm. And everybody will come with all this information and overwhelm you. And but that's what fits you. them. Shuts yeah. down. You're going to shut down because you're not listening to yourself. You're listening to Tom, Dick and Harry. Do you get mm-hmm. it? But Tom, Dick and Harry ha- can't live a day in your shoes. Yeah. So. Or they haven't experienced any of my trauma. Do you know yeah, I mean? but even, let's be real. Even if they did, they wouldn't be able to live a day in your shoes because yeah. they're not you. Yeah. Do you get it? So listening to yourself is such an important thing. And I think soul searching is very key to that. Yeah. Because if you have no... Purpose, nav- Yeah. If you have no navigation of your purpose or understanding of who you are, why, why this has happened to you, anything in that light, you won't be able to ever listen to yourself because you're going to be contra- contradicting yourself every yeah. time. You won't have a sustainable answer. And... This is why self-investing is so important. It's key. Like, but also, in listening to yourself, the, the I might also contradict that in a, in a, in a little bit. Because that's <laughs> um, you listen to yourself, but sometimes, for example, if you're anxious or you have a personality disorder, yeah, um, there are times when you shouldn't listen to yourself. Yeah. But what I mean by that is the voice inside your head, um, there's a, I think it was a quote I read of like, thoughts are not always true meaning that you don't have to honor every single thought that pops into your head because yes for someone who has intrusive thoughts or someone who has negative thinking Mm. that's something that needs to be changed and i think it's being like okay the negative thought hits you you have to stop it and think okay what's something that i can like respond to this with and you know what's interesting about that even islamically yeah you you don't get judged so you don't get bad deeds for your thoughts yeah because there's an understanding that your thoughts aren't always yours yeah so there's things that can be implemented into your head whether they're from god and there is the goodness from that yeah whether it's from the devil because the devil because is really that's real. your that's jihad the jihad is the struggle of the soul right the next yeah you know no, you're no, fighting so yourself your fitrah your there's no i think the problem is most war is actually a war within each Self, other yeah. ourselves yeah you know i mean i had this conversation yesterday it's, it's, it's the biggest the, your biggest battle that you'll go through in life is is your inner battle mm-hmm. your inner jihad because a lot of people go someone can find themselves at the age of 12 yeah but there's also somebody that can find themselves at the age of 45 mm-hmm. do you get it everyone's walk of life is different yeah. but we all have we all have a soul mm-hmm. well people of faith believe we all have a soul we all have that same moral compass that is within us yeah whether you find it your journey to finding it the guidance that comes with it however long it takes you is however long it takes you based there yeah so there's a and also navigating to find your peace in a world where everyone's trying to tell you what is your peace yeah that's that's something that you also have to battle do you know what i mean yeah and do you, you know, know it's not care about what other people think but about. you know it's Lena, it's so easy to say mm-hmm. when you well, like because we are very strong-minded and we've worked to yeah. get to a place where we're very mentally strong a lot of people might think they're very strong-minded but when something happens they break down they yeah. crumble because they we live in a world where everyone's telling you who to be what to be how to do with this how to deal with that and that's what it comes it comes back to you listening to yourself yeah but it's 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 very complex yeah like it is for me i was humbled every time someone died 
facts. I was brought back to my true self when someone died because yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, like, I would fall Just apart because, yet again, my attachments to people had now, like, forced me to face myself. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, this person's gone now. Okay. Do you know what? Let's, um, let's talk about forgiveness. Mm. <laughs> you see this one there? This was a tricky one. This, I, if I had my shades, I would <laughs> slap them on, yeah? You see, forgiveness. I think... I live by, mm-hmm. I will forgive you for the, for the sake of God, but I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. I live by that wholeheartedly. And I had this conversation with my mum the other day. And she, like, we were, like, we were having a little conversation. Mm-hmm. And she took the piss at me because she was like, she's like, you say you forgive people, but we see how you act differently. And yeah. I was like, of course, because if you've done me dirty, mm-hmm. like, as a person of faith, who am I not to forgive you, innit? But yeah. you think I'm forgetting? You think I'm going to act the same so you could do me dirty again? I'll make it known that yeah do you get it but when it comes to like family i think it's a whole different ball game yeah and i think very people nowadays are numb to that so they'll be like no nah, like i'll treat my family how i treat anybody who disrespects mm. me and all of this sort of no but sometimes even our relationships with our parents are so key in our mental health yeah that there was like i was listening to a podcast in um a guy was going around the world to see all these gurus, right? Cool. So he's going to these gurus, trying to seek help. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to find myself. And he said, I think, uh, like, I want to know what's the key to my healing. And each right. guru said to him, go back and talk to your parents. Yeah. And he said, no, nah, like, I don't need to talk to my parents kind of thing. Went to another guru, said the same thing. All of the gurus told him the same thing. So imagine he's mm. searching around the entire world to come back to square one to see his parents. Do you know what is? Do you know why that's mad, yeah? Because mm-hmm. I had a conversation with someone we both know. And we were talking about, um, you know, when you're a child, yeah, you don't, your parents like Superman and Superwoman, mm-hmm. like your parents. You don't, you, you don't have them as a human. Exactly. Shiny. And I think the turning point for every adult is when they realise their parents are individuals and they're mm-hmm. human beings. Like, you're, like my parents are like me and you, yeah. just older and had kids, like yeah. trying to navigate through they've this They've been life. our age before, they've gone through the similar Do struggle that we've been through. And the perfection um image that we give them yeah to gloss over Mm. like it really needs to be eradicated because like with me and my parents when i had that turning point it helped heal my relationship with them yeah because i realized right like you're really just trying to get by yeah and And then you actually a lot of this stuff actually isn't your fault yeah and there's always more to it than we will ever know because we're their kids Mm -hmm. do you get it um yeah, I think for- forgiveness is a big thing because it's it huge. it made me realize that although it's deep, it's never that deep. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Although the pain forgiveness is a state of letting go, and I think mm. in healing mm. you're gonna realize most of healing is just letting go. Yeah, so letting go of things Attachment. and people and attachments that no longer serve you, mm. letting go of emotions and feelings that no longer serve you. Mm. Forgiveness, gel like. Letting go of feelings of envy and jealousy, jealousy and comparison. Right. Sometimes we don't even realize we have these thoughts until we're faced to, with ourselves with, yeah. and our own thoughts. That we're like, okay, actually, do you know what? I am a little bit jealous of this person, right. or I've probably I've acted this way around this person because I was being bitter. Do you know what I mean? This is why I say to people, yeah, the devil is real. Yeah. Because everybody wants to come and say like God and God and God and God, but with God comes the devil, and people yeah. forget that so much, like. Sometimes, really and truly, especially for a person of faith, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the, not a lot of the time, but sometimes, it's not even your parents. It's not even there is something else there. This bad, evil, demonic energy mm-hmm. that is 
whispering that is pushing yeah, things course. into other people. Ultimately, we're humans, in it? Because you know and this whole, like, petty culture, right? Ooh. I'm finna get into it. I feel like it's become become so, like, normal now that people encourage it. And I've seen yeah. it on social media, like, girls and guys will, like, encourage this petty culture. Like, oh, they were petty. Yeah, like, ghetto you know, kind hate, of thing. I hate um, when like, I see man that's that's not petty. That's not a good thing, because pettiness is, like, you, you can't deal with, like... You need to get the last word. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's like that it's very need childish. to get the last word. And it doesn't actually benefit anyone. And it definitely does not benefit the person that's being petty to begin with. Bro, I'll be honest, yeah. I was in a clubhouse room. <laughs> I'll be honest. And we were having, there was a group of us and we were having a conversation with these two American guys. And they were talking about like how they must have been in the club or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, um, his girl, something must have happened. Like his girl must have seen him on some some other female mm-hmm. and she threw a drink at him or something or they ended up arguing we were like rah like what happened what did you do tell me why he said he ordered a bottle and poured it all over her you know i was spun that's just embarrassing i was spun i was like you're not a man i'm sorry yeah. i literally i said it but to him the problem with, honest, you're not a man problem with pettiness is people think that it's a reflection of the person they're being petty towards Right, but it's actually right. a reflection of their own character. Fact, it's a reflection because of that your means ego. Something's disturbed your peace so much that you felt like you had to retaliate. Yeah, and retaliate in a way that is, what's demeaning. Yeah, like, like you didn't benefit. You from don't that even whatsoever. look like the better person in that outcome. Do you get yeah. it? So, what is? You see, petty people, yeah. I just don't understand it. Just you see my bubble. I've also learned <laughs> to not give a response sometimes. Yeah, not everybody sat, needs energy. There's times when it. people have talked to me and I might not agree with them, and I realized, you know what, Lena, you don't actually have to entertain this. Facts. If it's social media, I just delete and block. Call Facts. it a day. Do I need to have a, a long thread with someone that I don't even know? First of all, social media is not by force. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be on my page. You don't yeah. have to be in this clubhouse room. You don't have to be here listening. You don't have to be involved. You don't have to be creeping. Mm-hmm. Everything's a choice in life. I'll be honest, even in real life, I don't have to be. If if there was a situation and a topic arise that I didn't agree with, and now you're free, like, you, and you know what you're doing. I walk mm-hmm. away. Do you know how many times I've just walked away? Yeah. And then people will come and tell me I'm rude. I don't need to be involved. That's actually the best thing to do is walk away. Yeah, because no me as like well. Like I've had literally... <laughs> <laughs> no me as well is but, definitely the best decision. The same with me. I've had people like yelling aggressive things to me because I disagreed with them on something, right? Mm. And instead of me sitting there and be like, do you know what? Like, because I could get angry easily, right? Fuck. But I decided, you know what? I'm looking at this person. I'm looking at the situation around me and I'm thinking, nah. I'm leaving. I just walked away. Do you know how G that is, though? But they yelled. Imagine I'm walking down the street. I can still hear them yelling. I was like, especially when headphones in walks. You know when it's a man yeah. doing this dumb shit to you as a female, as a woman, and you're walking down, like, you're just walking and ends. Yeah. And then something happens, and now there's a whole groan. Are you not embarrassed? Mm-hmm. Why are you screaming at a female? You're yeah. grown. But it's just like, you know your piece is worth more than that momentary of, like, Facts. winning. Do you know what I mean? I think people feel like... When they're being petty, they feel like they need to win. Because they're I don't so need to win. I'm not competitive. Do you know why? Because <laughs> our goal is a yeah. dystonia, baby. I know. We're I'm here for something deeper. Like, people are out here living, just, they're not even living. They're so, so, so soaked up in this life. Mm-hmm. They're not even, they don't even have the capacity to think beyond it. Yeah. Do you get it? So to them, everything in this life is valuable. Everything in this life means something. So they'll grip onto any win, anything they can gain, yeah. they'll try gain it. Whereas, like, with people like us, we're like, okay, cool. But me, I know. If I, if I responded to you now, mm-hmm. and I've now come and cussed you out, and I've sinned, and then the moment I walk away, God takes my soul, then what, what are going for me now? Yeah. 
Exactly. Am I going to hell because I've just told you to fuck off? God forbid. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. I can't do that to my soul. So if you want to come and do that, you can do that by yourself. Yeah. But that's between your and Then thoughts. people get baffled though when you give them no response. They're yeah. just like... And it burns them. Like actually, someone actually said to someone else about me, they said, do you know what? I'm angry because she didn't respond to my pettiness. Like they wanted to physically hit me and lay hands on me because I wasn't responding yeah, to their pettiness. That's Imagine tough. how like like you've gotten you've gotten to a level in terms of your your mental health State. and psyche that you have to get someone to see you by being petty. Mm. Like I there's this thing called communication, like trying to talk to someone. Yeah. Just, and do you know what? I just think this is I think what ruins relationship is communication and respect. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that done out because in order for me to respect you mm-hmm. you need to be able to communicate with me yeah you get it because i'm not a mind reader yeah if you're feeling a type of way and you're giving me the silent treatment that's happened to me so i'll be honest i'm a little bit petty we can play the game yeah i'll be silent too but it will come time ta- it will come down i don't to even the thing think that's pettiness because it's like you're not it's not you're not being silent to be petty you're just being silent because they haven't come to you about anything Do you know what is, Lena? like it's how are you to know because a lot of people will come back and be like so why don't you initiate this conversation but if you're if you're the one with the issue, why am I coming to you? Yeah, they should come. That's to you. my mentality towards things. If if me and you are in my eyes fine, and you you yourself have an issue with me, I'll match your energy. If you yeah. want to step to me, step to me, and we can sort it out like adults, and we can talk about it. But if not, then why am I wasting my time? I'm not. Do you I'm gonna come and beg for your friendship? Don't do it. Yeah, you know mad that Don't is. do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Let, I think it's about like it's for smart. example, coming back to forgiveness, right? Yes. I think. For me, I've learned that I can forgive people mm. if they've hurt me or even forgive myself if I've hurt someone. But also forgiveness does not mean that you have to devalue yourself and allow this person a space in your life, Fact. right? I think a lot of people confuse it like, oh, I have to forgive this person and then I have to give them space in my life. They need to still be my friend. Right. Sometimes people disrespect you to a level that you think, do you know what? You've really disrespected me and I value myself enough to know that I don't want to be friends with you right. because I can just see that we're not matching up. And right, that's facts. fine. Yeah. But I forgive you and I forgive myself. Do you know how mad that sounds though? It's like, but I forgive you though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I forgive. Like, you forgive that person. Facts. You don't wish any bad ill on them. Yeah. I've never looked at someone and be like, do you know what? I hope they go to hell or I hope that life treats them bad yeah. or I hope karma gets... I'd never even say I hope karma gets them because at the end of the day... I just don't hope anything. Yeah, just it's just like, horrible. I hope you have a good life, actually, yeah. genuinely, but just not with that, me in yeah. it. Like, I don't need to be in your presence. And Facts. I think tra- a trauma response that often comes up it for me is mm. people-pleasing, which yeah. is why, f- like, forgiveness, I confuse forgiveness with people-pleasing. Mm. So I thought that if I was, like, super kind to everyone and I forgave them and I allowed them to be my friend and mm. I was that super good friend that, like, did everything for them, yeah. that that made me a good person. Do you know what that is? That's a very pure and, like, naive way of thinking. Yeah. And I think when... Like, this world will beat you down. Mm. Sometimes, although I always say to people, if you have naivety, hold on to that. Like, grasp onto that. But don't let these people fool you. Yeah, don't, don't let, let people let walk this, all over you. Don't let people walk but all actually, over you. But actually, I recently found out that people-pleasing is a form of manipulation. Ah, so you're you know, manipulative. <laughs> no, but you know what's funny about that is that imagine something that you just, you, you're not intentionally doing, yeah. you find out as manipulation. Mm. That's what I'm talking about shadow work is mm. you're facing something that's not that good about yourself. And this is why perception is important because your naivety is that you're responding to please somebody mm-hmm. because that's how you process forgiveness at the time. Yeah. They could be thinking, 
so you are acting this way, now you're acting this way, you're, you're yeah. manipulative. Yeah. And but because you're you have such pure intentions, you're not even that's not even come across your mind. Yeah. And but like people pleasing isn't I don't mean people pleasing as manipulation as in consciously you're aware. I mean yeah, pe- yeah, yeah. people pleasing can be manipulative because what you're doing is your inner child is seeking love and validation from people. Therefore yeah. you're Let doing actions to then receive that love and attention yeah. and validation from other people, which is wrong. You shouldn't, <laughs> like, you shouldn't and it will be try the, to use people for validation, do you know what I mean? It will be from the people that hurt you. Yeah, So you're, you're letting the people that damaged you, I'm Because it comes back, back to trauma bond. Trauma bond, baby! <laughs> Raw. we need to- It's we not to, funny, I'm sorry, it's not funny, it really is. <laughs> we really need dangerous. to take this word to the hood. Yeah. Do you know how many relationships will end? Most, most- Trauma the, bond. You know when people label toxic relationships, what they're actually referring to is trauma bonding. Right. So people, for example, a guy might have mummy issues and then get in a relationship with an older woman that kind of embodies his mother. I know it sounds creepy, right? Yeah, but it's, but it's true. Thing. And so they get into a relationship. She has whatever trauma that she's come with. Right. And he's got his mommy issues. That relationship is toxic. Yeah, stress. It might not be the normal toxic that we see of like, when I say toxic, like they're being emotionally abusive. Do you know what I think tr- um, trauma bonding leads to toxicity. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. So I don't think anyone is just toxic off the bat. I think that bonding of pain and trauma mm-hmm. later down the line will create a toxic environment. Yeah. So it works hand in hand. Yeah, it's crazy. That's bad, man. But also seeing our own toxic traits and being able to forgive ourselves and try and do better next time. That's growth. There's times when I've sat with myself and I was like, yo, Lena, that is so toxic. Yeah. Why did you do that? Sometimes I I remember looking back at my younger self thinking, you were so naive. (laughs) You were so, like, I was just an innocent child living my life and then life really hit me. And then I still was, I was trying to carry this innocence that I thought yeah. I had, but life is mad. It is oh crazy. my God. Right. Let's talk about, obviously you are very pro fitness. You do your, you do your PT and or whatever. Like, no. you know, ladies get at her info in the description. PT, do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I have to flip tires. Whoa. Get at her IG. You'll oh, see that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about fitness and mental health. Um, let's also talk about your career right now. Mm-hmm. So working in a school with kids, um, because I feel like everything you do now onwards, anyways, yeah, is a natural form of healing. Yeah. Whether it's through yourself, whether it's through your fitness, whether it's through other people, everything's morphing as like one. Like yeah. it all just kind of makes sense. Everything fits. fits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see? We in sync. <laughs> we fit too. You know. <laughs> Um, but, um, but yeah, yeah, fitness. Oh man, fitness. Oh, fitness. You know, me and fitness had a love hate relationship. You know, it's I'm great. North African. We don't work out, baby. That's the stereotype, right? You know, I broke it. We, we broke we it. We broke it. <laughs> okay, so it's bad, it's fitness. Bad. I was that kid that just. I was a binge eater, right? Mm. So I would binge eat everything. Like I was that kid that was obsessed with chicken nuggets and flaming hot Cheetos. Oh, like, I had the most disgusting snacks. I, I'm actually, yeah. But American food as well, it yeah. will finish your diet. But my dad is super fit from when I was young. He's always been super fit. He's a cyclist. He does all these kind of gym stuff, right? Right. And I remember not being able to, like, he told me I couldn't climb down these, like, I couldn't slide down the sand dunes because you have to come back up. And he's like, you're not fit enough to do this. Ah! So... I always just thought, like, I kept that in my head. I was like, do you know what? I'm not, maybe I'm just not into fitness. Like, maybe I'm just, yeah, that's, that's just like, not who I am. Aww. But somewhere along the way on my journey to try and find healing, I decided I need to take care of my body. Right. Because right? I'm getting yeah. older and I need to, I need to 
people are talking about this helps you with anxiety, right? It all ties in. Yeah. Mental, physical, spiritual. It's all... It's it's connected. What's the word? It's... um, What's it called? All in one. Is that the word? Is that the phrase that I'm thinking of? I'm not sure. I don't know, but it's all in one. <laughs> it's all... A, it, the core of it is the same. Yeah. And I think when you start working on one, you start working on another and... Yeah, because if you respect your physical health and you take care of it, then naturally obviously you get that serotonin from working out anyway it's like fitness and diet like they work hand in hand if you eat well is then you'll learn to train well and if you train well you'll seek the benefits of your food so but i was working out for years in normal gyms right i didn't know what i was doing Mm. i was just doing whatever Mm. then i came to the street gym Mm. um the way i street gym i actually (laughs) you know that place but it's because do you know what the street gym did for me in terms of fitness and mental health is it switched my concept of fitness. I thought fitness was you just do, you have to do this routine and that's it. And mm. like, that's how you get the body. But for mm. me, I didn't realize that fitness can actually be a form of like child play. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you go outside and you play and you have fun. Yeah. To me, when I go to the gym, it's my, it's my playground. Do you know what? This, this is why I like this conversation because me and you do different things. You're very fitness based. I'm sports based. Yeah. So I've done sports my whole life. And then obviously... I'm not sports. Even, yeah. <laughs> so prior to, even prior to street gym. So I was boxing the year prior anyways. Mm. And then I came and I met everybody. And then, you know, boxing and all that sort of stuff. And it unraveled itself. And I remember yeah, one time... I think I... What... what we wanted to train together and mm-hmm. you were like, Miriam, let's do legs. And I'm yeah. like, what? You were <laughs> because shook. I was so, I don't do individual like body yeah. parts. I'm just here to box, hit a few people, hit but a few bags. Do you know what's great about in. the gym, the street gym is that I can delve into different classes and try new things. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. got got me into it is like, fitness is just not just one thing you right. can do so many different things and that's considered fitness yeah like i could do a circuit class but then go do like specific like training or i could go flip tires and get a hammer and start slamming on the tire do you know what i mean do you know what? have you ever cried whilst training yeah so many times really you no know i do i at the street gym i train bro ben knows this right oh my Ask god bro ben. shout out to bro ben i train Love. outside <laughs> at the street gym when it's raining and i'll put my headphones in and i'll be i have my cap on i'll be crying that's why but I'll but I'll be angry because I don't yeah. I don't process my anger by coming out on other people I'll do it in my fitness mm. so that's the time when I've cried during working out but if I'm like around other people that's not it's not gonna happen do you know what I think one time I was with Raffia and it was morning like early morning and um what's it called nobody's at the gym mm-hmm. and I was going through some shit like <laughs> like mentally I was finished I remember we were just training. And then he looked at me and he was like, Miriam, you okay? And I was crying during training, but I didn't even realise because my adrenaline was so high. Yeah, because you're you're so focused on that one thing that you're not even you don't even realise that that's what's happening. Yeah. But that, it's because it's coming out. And you know it's, everything's I coming think out. This is why I've always been more of a sports person. Because if you were to tell me to come and run, yeah. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Do you know who I am? I don't run. I don't really like, run in cycle. Look, I don't mind a little cycle here and there because it's vibes, but I don't but also I people like confuse fitness with just cardio for women. Yeah, that's the problem. When so, I got into weights, that's when it transformed my life. Over weights and me. Everything. Do you know what? Your weights are like these. Yeah, your weights, weights is like how many because are. for me weights is what made me feel empowered. I, I realized that's when I realized I was strong physically. Right. I was like, wow, yeah. like when I I've been working. Oh, oh I've got fit. muscles. Wow, me strength. Fit. I started Whoa. to get abs. I was like, what's happening? You but I see fitness as play. Yeah, and I think. 
growing up, the older I get, I mean, I'm still young, but I'm 27, right? I love that, yeah. But I've realized something that's helped me also in healing and feeling good alone is you need to learn how to still be able to play. Definitely. I think too many adults are carrying and like, they're trying to pretend to be adults. Like, you know, yeah. on the inside, we're still kids, right? And I think we always will be. Like, we will always have... Um, the childhood version of ourselves somewhere in us. Yeah. You know? And you gotta and, protect it. Yeah, and you gotta nurture it. Honestly, I think that's that's when you know somebody is really good, when they can tap in and out of that. Like mm-hmm. when you need to be an adult, being a dog's ultimately you're yeah, you are your age. You're serious when you need to be when right. it comes to work, right? But your heart is your inner child. Yeah. And I think that's the That's why even my job, so I'm a LSA, a learning support assistant in a primary school. I love my job. Mm. It may not be the most like glamorous job. It might not be like the best paid job, right? right? But for me, coming out of my degree, the one thing that I knew I wanted to do is help children. Right. Yeah. And that's always kind of been my thing. I've always wanted to help people. I didn't necessarily know exactly what career I wanted to go into. Right. But when I started this job, I just felt like, wow, this is my calling. Yeah. Because children can connect with me. They feel safe with me. Mm. I understand so many things about how child development can then affect adulthood right and so yeah. i can help na- help them navigate a little bit with the time that i do get to have with them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for especially children with like autism and adhd they're very mm-hmm. misunderstood yeah amongst people and yeah. so it's just it's amazing to see my job and then have my job and see progress within these kids and then see their faces light up when That's they've been so able to great. achieve something that they find difficult to do and that in itself is inspiring for me within my own healing to be right. like I'm gonna, do you know what, that's amazing. Yeah. I need to work on that for myself. Facts, yeah. So it's really, it's a rewarding job. Any job working with kids is rewarding. I think it's very purifying for the soul mm-hmm. as well. Like, it's, it's very difficult as well though. Yeah. Because what people don't understand is like when there's safeguarding issues with kids yeah. and you have a lack of control, that's another thing. Remember I said about healing and letting go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to let go of control. Right. As in, if you believe in God and you have this spiritual journey that you're on Mm. you have to understand that many things that you wish you had control over you don't and you have to let it go and Mm. be with god you have to understand that nothing is in your hands yeah and the worst thing is is when you're working with kids and you know that to a certain extent you can help them Mm. but you can't yeah you can't you can never save anyone yeah and i think that's the most painful thing about working with children sometimes is especially if um you're someone who's had childhood trauma and abuse right is you look at them and you see yourself yeah but the yeah. only thing I can really do in my job is I've I realized this the other day I was like the best part of my about my job is I can be this person for them that I needed yeah. when I was their age and I think that's when people go through a lot they tend to go into careers where they wish they had the help they could have had yeah and I think a lot of there's a blessing in that because you could save somebody without knowing that you saved them. Oh yeah. Without definitely. even them knowing that they needed that. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? And I think that is probably one of the most, in my eyes anyways, high valued jobs, careers, anything that you could do where you can help somebody without them even realizing, without you even realizing. Yeah. Um, I just think, yeah, it's powerful. Like I did this summer job with NCS one year, right? Well, I did it for a few years. But one year I had um, a child and he was in the foster care system for most of his like childhood, right? right. And we had um, this like workshop for public speaking. Mm-hmm. And normally the, the adults um, that run, like, cause I was like in charge of these 80 teenagers, like 15 to 16, right? right. And so normally we don't have the mentors or um, 
people in charge doing the speaking. Mm. But um, I decided to volunteer myself because I thought, do you know what? If we're going to have these kids be vulnerable, I need to lead by example and be Facts. vulnerable myself. Yeah. So I, I hate public speaking in terms of like speaking in front of a group of people. That makes me nervous. Right. But I said, okay, let me do this. And so imagine 15 to 16 year olds right this was mm. just a few years ago so they still had their phones mm, mm, mm. and i'm sitting there speaking and telling them about my story mm. and um complete silence yeah because they were engaged. listening yeah like and it was mind-blowing that at the end it was like a lot of the kids came to me telling me about their struggle with depression and anxiety mm. and this boy that was in the foster care system came and talked to me and like i will never forget this we sat there for like a good two hours that evening mm. and he was just telling me about his story and his life and how he connected with what I was saying. Mm. And before we left the program, because it was a residential program, so it lasted for two or three weeks. Okay. Um, so I spent a lot of time with these kids. Right. Um, and they're all so wonderful. But he wrote me a card. And in the card, he said, Aww. whenever I have, whenever I, uh, I'll go through difficulty in the future, I'll always think back to this conversation. And I know that it will help me. And I hope that it will help you too. That is Imagine so beautiful. A 15-year-old is coming to me knowing that it I think that was his first understanding of adults have problems too yeah do you know what I mean and that for him is gonna help him so like I have no idea where idea where he's in life now but yeah. because of the level of like maturity he was at like it was just amazing to be able for him to open up to me that's the beauty of vulnerability though because you never know who you could inspire to come mm -hmm. and speak to you yeah he could have never opened up to anybody about anything in his life ever mm -hmm. but because you demonstrated that there was a comfort put out there yeah. for him to come and grab and be like, okay, I can speak to this female about X, Y, and Z if I wanted to. Do you get it? Yeah. That's I amazing. feel it's just mad. You know Even what? with social media, like, I made it a thing to be vulnerable on there, even when it makes me uncomfortable to post certain things. Yeah. Like I said, when I feel like I get the uncomfortable feeling, I gotta do it. You gotta do it, man. I gotta do it. I'm just you like... Know, you know, because it's growth and that. There's yeah. A lot, it's, and it's powerful, like... Because you never know who can see... Your content people don't understand that social media can have a negative impact on people but it can also have a positive impact right social media is very subjective you mm -hmm. choose what you want people to see yeah so if you want to be vulnerable and very organic in your social media yeah. get do that because again you can choose what you want people to see yeah. i can choose to show you this luxury lifestyle every day yeah but i can be living off of 10 pounds for yeah. the next week but i just spent 1k but yeah. all you're seeing is 1k you're not seeing that 10 pounds exactly but it's very you but always see the 10 percent and not the 90. exactly you won't see the whole story mm. but i think in being open about my journey with like therapy nobody really talks about therapy especially in muslim community or Facts. arab community right. it's very like not spoken about yeah so i'm kind of trying to break that stereotype and be like do you know what this is what i'm going through i'm just gonna be honest yeah because it's and you know what? what it is after everything we've spoken about your grandma will always stick out for me mm. because everything you've gone through she went through in her time do you mm -hmm. see what i'm saying and the fact that you even had somebody in your family coming from um, an, a libyan an arab household whatever who had the same experiences pretty much yeah and don't forget she was two generations back yep and the way a different country different you culture. get it so the fact that it was she even had the comfort or the mind to openly come and tell you this is powerful mm -hmm. Um, I think that's something you should always carry with you, yeah. especially when you go to put things out there, you know, be vulnerable, because whether we like it or not, we're an example. 
yeah. literally whether we like it or not like we're a walking symbol a because you know we're hijabis and b because we're very open about our lives our lifestyles everything like people can come to us i know you've had countless people in your dms telling you their life stories and asking mm-hmm. you how to deal with certain things that like i have it's um it's a duty that you have mm-hmm. whether you want it or not yeah do you see what i'm saying of course um this concept of influencer although i'm not an influencer but i'm yeah. saying you know social media influencers i never understood the the name of that because why does someone who just posts fashion not that there's anything wrong with fashion or right. anything mm. but what is that trying to influence is that just trying to influence people how they dress yeah or is it trying to influence how they do their makeup right but the problem is that sometimes i've seen women specifically is like they'll compare themselves to these people who right. orchestrated the perfect picture which right. is creative content right 10% but they've spent how much time trying to create this content to look picture perfect yeah I like those people that actually show the behind the scenes of it it's always about the journey not the destination yeah do you get and that goes back to us talking about how we want to skip everything and just end up yeah you can't just go from this to that and be an expert so I'm saying that and I think the older you get the more you value the journey over Mm -hmm. the destination if the destination comes it comes but you know that the value lies within your journey um yeah, I wanna let's round this off. I feel like we had such a good conversation. Yeah, that, was, that, was one conversation. that was so long, but it was so we nice. Went here, there, and we there. really went all over. The, that's like two episodes. <laughs> that's like healing right there. Period. That's healing. Yeah. Um, plug yourself for the people, socials, your PT um, stuff. Do I say it? You guess. Oh, okay. Instagram and TikTok is the same. Mm-hmm. Lena with three A's. Dot AF. Yeah. Um, people want if you want um to contact me about PTing, just Instagram DM me or you can email me, which is also on my Instagram. Yes, all of that's going to be in the description. As you know, as the people know, I like to end off with a little riddle. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. I'll be real. I feel like this... I might give you a riddle back, though. But okay. Yeah, you're going to be the first guest to try and come at me with a riddle. Yeah. And if you de- if I don't get it, I'll be mad. <laughs> if I don't get it, I'll I need to double-check the riddle, right? Yeah. Hold on. I have two. The first one is super easy, to be honest. I feel like it's been played out before, but I'll give you the second one because... Um, Jimmy, can I go first? Yeah. <laughs> you're so, yes, you're so ready. <laughs> okay, cool. People make me, keep me, change me, raise me, even though I can be very dirty. What am I? Wait, say it again. People make me, keep me, change me, raise me, even though I can be very dirty, what am I? This is it. Is it another spiritual one? No, no, no. This is this is everyday life. You, you, did you use this today? I guess you kind of did. This is it's a very simple answer. Ready? People make me, keep me, change me, raise me. Even though I can be dirty, what am I? I feel like it's something obvious and I'm just not figuring it it's out. It's so obvious. Oh, what can dang. you make? Yeah. Bread. <laughs> I, you know what? You're not even far. <laughs> you know what's funny is because we were talking about bread earlier. Don't, <laughs> don't do that on, on, the, on the camera. <laughs> don't expose you like that. Lena, what do you make here? Yeah? yeah. You can keep it. You can change it. You can raise it. Money. Yes, money. Oh yeah, got it. Because you know, money can be dirty or okay, whatever. It was my second guess, right? So I thought oh, bread and money. Bread. That's why I said to you, you're not all the way wrong. Because bread is money, Are but bread ready? is bread. Oh my god. Are you ready for mine? Gone. There was a plane crash in which every single person was killed. Mm. Yet there were twelve survivors. How? They were married. 
Damn. <laughs> you ripped that one. I'm the riddle queen, baby. No, she said damn it. I've seen it on the internet before. It doesn't work. Okay, okay. can I give you one more? All right, go on. Okay. That. that was too quick. Are you ready? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh, wait. So there's a red house made out of red bricks. Okay. A yellow house made out of yellow bricks and a blue house made out of blue bricks. What's the green house made out of? Brick. Mm. Wait, what? Green bricks. <laughs> Wait, what? Say it again. There's, There's a red house made out of red bricks, a, a yellow house made out of yellow bricks, and a blue house made out of blue bricks. What's a green house made out of? A red house made out of red brick, mm-hmm. a yellow house made out of yellow brick, and a blue house made out of blue bricks. A blue house made out of blue brick. What's a green house made out of? <laughs> I'll get this. Is it is it dumb? Like, should I get this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what it is? What do, you, what do you think it is? Huh? Did she get it? Yeah. Oh my god! She I'm not it. dumb. Hold on. Pause. <laughs> nah, I'm bugging. What's, what's the greenhouse made out of? It's not green brick. Because no. I said that. No, you said it twice. <laughs> How? <laughs> you came to draw me Riddle, out today. Riddles are obvious. The house. I'm thinking it's got something to do with house. Like the word. <laughs> Wait. What's the greenhouse made out of? Run me, run me the sentence again. There's a red house made out of red bricks, a yellow house made out of yellow bricks, and a blue house made out of blue bricks. What's a greenhouse made out of? Oh, a greenhouse like the 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 natural green. Yeah, glass. Yeah. <laughs> I did, so dumb. I did the, I did this riddle with my kids. Do you know how long it took them? They took them a whole day and they came back to me. Like, uh, as long as it didn't take me a whole day, I'm all right. <laughs> but they always came back to the same thing, obviously, because your mind a just thinks. Greenhouse. Mind tricks. For a hot sec, I was like, it's not even a scientific term. I completely <laughs> forgot. Anyways, Lena, my babes, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You'll be back. We'll have you on more. Go on to talk some more. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Everything, all the socials, all the details are going to be down below. And peace. We'll see you later. This is. <laughs>